Kick It Trainer is a new soccer training device invented by two teens. It can be used indoors or outside and enables players to practice repeatable kicking without chasing a soccer ball around. Kick It is great for off-foot training and with a patent pending, it is lightweight and sturdy and can be used by kids and adults alike. Kick It Trainer has been met with enthusiastic reviews and will be available for sale this summer. Check out our website and pre-order www.kickittrainer.com. Do you want to enjoy your favorite music while you're taking a bath? Have you ever missed your favorite podcast while you're taking a bath? Do you want to make bath time special for your child? Well, here's the good news for you. The best waterproof Bluetooth speaker was just released. It's called S-Bubble. It's the first waterproof Bluetooth speaker in the USA. Its stylish and high-quality design floats above all its competition. The Slive S-Bubble does not only truly let you enjoy music while you're taking your bath, but it's also ideal for your shower, jacuzzi, private pool, and makes bath time fun for your child. You can learn more from SliveDirect.com. That's S-L-I-V-E Direct.com or search S-Bubble on Amazon. Peace and blessings, my people. It's your man, Tayanis, and you are now listening to This Needs to Be Said Radio with my girl, DJ Butterscotch. Keep on rocking, baby. I see you. One love. Struggle trying to bring life to your vision See, I know this well is vicious, but you strong Taking care of business and your home Say cut this song, cause it's your song See, I know he did you wrong You passed that, cause you grown Holding it down on your own And solid as an earth stone Even when your back's against that wall Your instinct takes over So you can conquer all And I have nothing but respect for your elegant intellect Don't let this world get you down Get that weight up off your chest Cause when you stay prayed up Blessings come down, carry yourself just like a queen Then kings will come around, infatuated with her aura Can't do nothing but adore her So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for her. So put your ones up, for sisters' elevation Cause if God made us, let's take care of God's grace Ain't no Can you matter see? what she faced, never gives up She holds it down, works all day and night If she's gotta come what may, and she'll say Soul sister, manifesting inspiration when my spirit needs that lift up. I know this well is vicious, but you strong. I have feelings that lie way deeper than digging the love zones. It's something about your vibe that should be treasured. Her soul side lives in her message. Her presence is my pleasure. I know her past was aggressive. It left her in question. Where will all that stress in? So she can receive that blessing. But overall, my queen walks tall. Her love's out of this world, like solar system stars. I want to be where you are. No Michael, to be that man of faith That puts her into all your bad cycles Infatuated with her aura Can't do nothing but adore her So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for her. So put your ones up For sister's elevation Cause if God made us, let's take care of God's face Ain't no Can you what she faced Never gives up She holds it down Works all day and night If she's gotta come what may And she'll say It makes her strong 
my sister. So strong. All right. Yeah, say put your ones up in the air put for my sister. Up in the air you know you're strong. You know you're strong. Say put your ones up in the air for my sister. You know you're strong. Put your ones up in the air for my sister. You know you're strong. Say put your ones up in the air for my sisters. My sister, beautiful soul sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my sister, beautiful soul sister. Yeah. Don't let this world get you down. Get that weight up off your chest. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul sister. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. Our special guest, Ms. Johnette Young, is the founder and CEO of Serene Motivations, LLC, which is a transformational, which, excuse me, she is a transformational speaker that provides solutions to reduce welfare recidivism and correctional recidivism of women and youth. Ms. Young offers keynote speeches and workshops to assist women and youth in stepping out of their old ways of living and create healthy new ways. She reveals strategies and formulas on how they can upgrade their lives to levels that they may have never thought that they could reach due to their current situations. She and I are sister radio show hosts, and we've done a lot of things back and forth with the radio shows. And in doing some further working uh, together, she was sharing with me why this was a passion for her, and she's going to share that story with you all today. And I told her I have to have you on the show because this is something that I didn't even know needed to be addressed, hence an elephant in the room, and she's going to share and be very transparent with us about how this has affected her and how she's going to help it not continue to affect others. So at this time, I'd like to welcome Ms. Jeanette Young to the show. How are you? I'm great, Catherine. How are you? I am wonderful, and Listen, I, I was, I've been looking forward to this day. I forget a lot of things. I might even drop, you know, forget some calendar dates, but I remember today. <laughs> remember I reached out to you. I said, we do have an interview this week, right? And I may forget dates. Like, I'm really just not good at it. Like, I forget my kids' birth dates sometimes. They have to remind me. But I was so <laughs> That's bad. But they remind me so that, it, you know, I never really get to forget. But just to express how excited I am about this topic, first of all, because when you told me, there were so many women out here. Basically, this it's kind of left to their own devices after mm-hmm. encountering incarceration. I mean, that's terrible. I know that there are a lot of programs for men because I've interviewed about that, but I have not done an interview for women, which is not like women are not being incarcerated. They are, but it just has just never been addressed here in, in six years, ever. So we're going to do that today. But before we get into that, I know I did a little bit on your bio, but introduce yourself to the This Needs to Be Said audience. Tell us, you know, some things about you before we get right into the meat of everything. Okay. Um, Again, 
I'm Johnette Young. I'm a transformational speaker, and as Catherine mentioned before, I provide solutions to reduce welfare recidivism and correctional recidivism for women and youth. Um, and I do this by equipping them with holistic self-development, awareness, and workplace readiness skills. And um, I have been doing this now for uh, about three years. My co- my company has been in existence for about three years, but I've actually been speaking for about uh, 12 years. Yes, I've been speaking, uh, yeah, about 12 years. And I actually started speaking when I myself was incarcerated. Um, I would go out to uh, elementary schools, universities, uh, Department of Corrections for Youth, um, uh, government agencies, you name it. We've been there. Uh, the church, uh, churches, you know, all up and down, uh, you know, the state of New Jersey. Um, and I am originally from New Jersey, and I now live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I feel that coming from New Jersey, which is a lot, uh, you know, it's a faster pace than Pennsylvania, which is laid back, <laughs> you know, uh, especially southwestern Pennsylvania, I bring a new flavor, you know, for the ladies here uh, who are desperately in need of these type of services. hmm Okay. Now, let's get to where this became important because, like I said for myself, I didn't even know there was a need for this. And I represent a, a, popu- a part of the population who is unaware of this. Um, mm-hmm. I may even be a part of a population that just don't know how to address it. I don't know it exists. I don't know how to address it. And I don't know how to help. And I'm just thinking of just the regular things a person would do is try to apply for a job to take care of their family. And if you have a record, a lot of people believe that you cannot get a job. So you just, either you lie on the application or you tell the truth and don't get the job. So tell us where it comes in for you, where you said, okay, this is a need. This needs to be addressed. We need to talk about it, and we need to find solutions. You know what? When I came home, um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I, I, I okay. said when I was incarcerated, so I know people were like, what? You were, Okay, so what were you incarcerated for? So, mm-hmm. you know, I chose to, you know, um, you know, hang around a family member, <clears throat> excuse me, who was involved in selling drugs, not in sell drugs and then do drugs. However, that lifestyle, I still liked it, you know, because a lot of people don't realize it. They think, you know, you're just chasing the money and, you know, stuff like that. No, it can be very intriguing just to be in the midst of all of that that's going on. And, um, now, mind you, I was not raised like that, and I was in the process of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, divorce, you know, and it, it was uh, it was a crazy situation, and I was young, you know. So I chose to keep my mouth shut when warrants were executed for him and uh, on him, and simultaneously, I, I believe it was about two or three spots, you know, I chose to keep, keep my mouth shut because it could have been he wasn't the only one involved, you know, so it could have been um, – my life meant my life, the life of, um, you know, family members. I chose to keep my mouth shut. And, of course, I was living by that code, that quote, unquote, if it happens in the street, it stays in the street, you know. And at the time, that's mm-hmm. the mentality that I had, you know. So I ran for 18 months, um, was staying with uh, family members, hopping around doing this, and never told anybody. So finally, um, I turned myself in, police, you know, to the police and everything, and um, it's a long story, and it's a book. I can't reveal too much. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand, but we get the gist. So, yeah. 
Yes. So I chose to keep my mouth shut. I ended up doing uh, a total of four years between prison, halfway houses, and a county jail. All three people think may be uh, all of the same, but they are not. It's completely different. So when I came home, I had nothing. I had about $1,500 from the halfway house that I worked at, you know, and that had to be spent on my needs. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I'm just like, I have no money. So there was a program called Female Offenders, uh, you know, where they would help with this and that. They didn't help with anything. You know, there were ladies there who were behind the desk for a paycheck. They didn't care, you know. So coming home, I'm like, okay, what do I do next? So I was left to my own devices. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to commit another crime, you know, because that's a lot of times for ladies, that's an option. Well, I can't get no help from this system, so I'm going to do it myself, you know. I'm going to sell drugs. I'm going to sell my body. You know, I'm going to steal, you know. I'm going to kill and take, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. the reality of it. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you do, you know. So I really had to just strive to get a job and, you know, I went back to a place where I was working because she told me, when you come home, uh, you'll still have this job, you know. So I went and I got right. the job. Now, coming home, um, I still needed more, so I was looking for another job. Now, it's not impossible to get a job when you come home. You hear a lot of people say, oh, with my record, you could. No. When you look at my record, I look like a monster, you know. But when I get into the right. interview, they hire me, you know, Um a couple of times they had to fire me because my background came back. And they said, oh, no, we can't do that. You know, we, we, we just can't do this, you know. so And, and that's actually illegal to do, you know. So these ladies, um, they what, – What's illegal? It's illegal to hire someone and then to fire them because their background came back. Uh, and it wasn't, um, you know, the, the, that company policy would not allow that. You know, so I actually uh, was in um, two, two, what do you call them, Um, uh, lawsuits. Uh, And the people won, you know, so I was awarded a check because of that. You know, and there's a lot of corporations that do this. That is illegal. Wait till the background comes back and then let the people know. You know, and I was hurt. I'm calling for a schedule. I'm like, when do I start? When do I start? She's like, I'm going to hire you, you know. So then she said, I can't. I'm sorry. Well, that's not enough for me because so I what, have so what they should people. have done. So what they should have done is waited till your background check came back and they then hired they, you, or, or, exactly. or made the decision then. Okay, so where they messed up is they they went ahead and oh wow, and I guess they didn't expect people to know that, but I know that's not the point of the discussion. But you said something again. I didn't know, and I had to jump in right there. So wow, okay. And but and but let ladies know who may be listening in that is illegal. They can't do that. You know, so if it happens to you, contact, if you have them, your um, local neighborhood legal aid, you know, get in contact with someone um, who can help mm-hmm. with uh, wrongful termination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say, when a lot of ladies come home, they are putting groups, you know, with uh, programs with the men, you know. Mm. It doesn't work like that. You can't do that. <laughs> You know, because a lot of them, the majority I can say, are coming home and they've had drug act, uh, addiction, alcohol addiction, you know. So a lot of them, a lot of people like to say uh, still sick and suffering, you know. But they put these ladies in the program with the men. 
they have the same issues as this, these ladies, so they start to think, you know, we can help each other. No, you all can't help each other. You're in the same boat. You are in the same boat. You can't help one another in that manner. A lady needs to be in a ladies' group, you know, all ladies. That's it, and that's all. Mm-hmm. Men need to be where the men are, you know, because a lot mm-hmm. of ladies, are, and I should add, are um, coming from abusive relationships as well. You know, it's just a, a vicious circle of mess, I can say. You know, I should say I like to call it mucky muck. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot mm-hmm. of these ladies are mm-hmm. bogged down with so many issues. You know, so when they come home, they have nothing. You can't throw a woman who is going through it. She has no type of life skills at all um, into the program with the men because nine times out of ten she's going to be abused again. She's going to get back on drugs again. She's going to end up locked up again from her own doings or nine times out of ten behind his stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. and these are eight Mm -hmm. issues that we, we face. So, the system is really not designed. There are some programs out there, granted. I can't say that there's none, but there's next to, there's next to none. I'm going to say that, you know. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when you speak with state officials and stuff like, oh, well, we, you know, they don't want you to come in to help these. Like, we got to cover. They don't like to really um, bring in outside people, you know, outside organizations. They, I mm-hmm. think they want to just keep it for themselves, keep the money that they're granted for reentry to themselves. They can't learn from these books. I know I was there, you know, right. even within the system, the programs that they have in um, prison and in halfway houses, you know, they'll call them halfway back programs. Okay, halfway back to what? To the mess that I just came out of? Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. You know, it, it, it doesn't work. That system there is broken. I know firsthand because I've sat in those seats with countless other women, you know, throughout the, my process, throughout my journey of being incarcerated. So I said, wow, this is, <laughs> they really, this is how it is? It, it just doesn't work. So what Serene Motivation so, does. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. You might be getting ready to answer my question. Go ahead. What Serene Motivation okay. does. Okay. So what Serene Motivation does is I provide life skills um, in communication skill. I provide communication skills. Um, again, workplace readiness skills, conflict resolution, parenting skills, all of the skills that are needed to help the lady properly reenter their communities. You know, they need that. They need help with uh, when they come home and uh, get going back into the household. You know, they burned a lot of bridges. The families don't mm-hmm. want them there. They can't connect mm-hmm. with their children. Their children are being stolen from them while incarcerated by family members. So when they're coming back, they're thinking they're connecting with them. No, no, you can't see him. You can't see her. No, you got to get right. Now, the family is causing more harm than um, help when this happens. You know, you're already dealing with a broken spirit in a matter of speaking. You know, my mm-hmm. program is completely faith-based, you know. So uh, it's, 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 it's a deep situation out there. When it comes, it to sounds our like there's a lot of working through to happen. I want us to take a short break, but then when we come back, Johnette, what I want you to share is what you did because this wasn't in place. You created this. You created Serene mm-hmm. Motivation. So, you, what I want you to do is tell us what did you, what were your steps? You, you told us that you were able to go back and get your job, but you still found that you needed things. So, how did you work it out? So, we'll talk about that after we get back from break. 
All right? Okay. okay. Listen, head on over to thisneedstobesaid.com. We have some free classes for you over there. Check the events page. If you're thinking of improving in your personal or professional area, we have you covered. Head on over there. There are professionals in their respective areas that are going to share their knowledge with you, allow you to ask questions, tons of questions in the 55-minute session of them, anything that you want to know about that particular topic, they're there to answer and to help you uh, through that. Tonight we're helping you to improve your online presence, whether it's your website, whether it's your social media site. Your online presence is important if you are in business. Even if you think you know everything, there's always room to grow. So head on over to thisneedstobesaid.com, the events tab, click that, and sign up for the classes. All of them are free to attend. You don't want to miss them. And also look ahead because we have some more classes coming up in the coming weeks. All are free to attend. Here it is. New book asks for a paradigm change of our views on God and the afterlife. Pain is here. Suffering is here. Where else would you rather be? Find out how a second chance beats forgiveness every time. Why reincarnation means no more hell. Heaven is a metaphor for the past, childhood, whereas reincarnation represents the future, adulthood. Look for the book on Amazon, The Power and Intelligence of Karma and Reincarnation. The Power and Intelligence of Karma and Reincarnation. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Do you have dark circles and bags under your eyes? Are you tired of looking tired? You will not believe what Instantly Ageless can do for you. Instantly Ageless is a powerful anti-wrinkle microcream that works quickly to diminish visible signs of aging. Think of this as Botox without the needles. You have to see it to believe it. Watch the live two-minute demo at themedcenter.jeunesseglobal.com. That's themedcenter.jeunesseglobal.com. Just click on the Watch and Learn tab. All children have their fears. Friends and family play a very important role in helping children face their fears. Who are the Fear Fighters? Say Goodnight to Fear by author Bradford W. Scripps is an adorable book for young readers which addresses the issue of childhood fears and at the same time delivering a captivating story. All grandparents and parents should buy this book for their grandchildren and children. The book is available on Amazon now. Search Who are the Fear Fighters? Say Goodnight to Fear. want to enjoy your favorite music while you're taking a bath? Have you ever missed your favorite podcast while you're taking a bath? 
Do you want to make bath time special for your child? Well, here's the good news for you. The best waterproof Bluetooth speaker was just released. It's called S-Bubble. It's the first waterproof Bluetooth speaker in the USA. Its stylish and high-quality design floats above all its competition. The Slive S-Bubble does not only truly let you enjoy music while you're taking your bath, but it's also ideal for your shower, jacuzzi, private pool, and makes bath time fun for your child. You can learn more from SliveDirect.com. That's S-L-I-V-E Direct.com or search S-Bubble on Amazon. Got dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ.
Thank you for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We have our special guest on today, Ms. Johnette Young, and she shared her story with us about her going from incarceration to helping other women not repeat the cycle. So, Johnette, before the break, I was asking you to tell us how you did it because you hadn't created your program yet. You know what, um, Catherine, I was sitting in the living room. I had nothing to do. Um, I had moved from New Jersey to Pennsylvania, had no family, um, really, except for my sister, and I would just be sitting there when I got home. And I'm like, what can I do? You know, what is there for me to do outside of, you know, just working? And I had chosen to keep in contact with a few ladies that I had learned from, um, and they became friends, excuse me, while I was incarcerated, and it seemed like they were going back to jail. You know, and I'm just like, wow, I wish they were here so that I could talk to them, you know. And I was I was back, and I'm like, something has to change. Like, really, something has to give, you know. So what can I do to help my situation and to help other ladies as well, you know. So at that time, all I can get was factory jobs. and um, So I chose to do that, and I said, I'm going to start writing some stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. I could use when I was in prison, you know. So in the process of doing that, of course, it kept me from being outside. I was determined. You know, this was a passion for me. This was a calling um, from God for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, this is my purpose. So I started writing programs, and I started going to different places, uh, not to, that said they help women, but not for help, but to find out what they were doing and what they were not doing. You know, mm-hmm. so that I could help. I would actually set up appointments, you know, to come in, hey, I need help with this, that, and the next. I wanted to know if I can come in, what's the earliest date that I can come in. You know, and I would sit and talk to the people, you know, and flaws were there. And I saw it. I created my programs from what they were not doing, you know, mm-hmm. and what I was doing. I was determined. Um, and I just worked and worked, you know, until. I said, this is not enough. I got to do something. And at the time, I was on welfare. So I saved up my little welfare money, you know, and I formed my company. And, you know, it was just off from there. I would stay up, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours at times and taking care of my little people and just writing these programs out, writing out different strategies as to where I knew that people could relate, you know, and at the same time I was thinking of these things, I was doing it myself, you know. Mm-hmm. I would stay in, I would work, you know. I stayed away from, you know, negative, toxic people, you know. I cut them mm-hmm. off completely. They had no place in my life anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a program about that. I wrote tools and tips about that, you know. And okay. I started talking to ladies when I saw them, you know. And I would approach some people. I, and I know it sounds crazy approaching a stranger on the street and giving them a hug, but when you see somebody who is just, they're just broken, they got their ba- they have their babies with them. A lot of these women, the majority of these women got babies, you know. And I would ask mm-hmm. them, you know, is there anything that I can do to help you? You know, you look like you need a hug, you know. And a lot of people, you would think that they would reject you, you know. They didn't. You know, I've hugged a lot of women, <laughs> you know, and got a lot of phone mm-hmm. numbers, and I would just talk to them. And tell them, look, you know what, if I were you, this is what I would do. I never say, mm-hmm. 
you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to know, because that's not what they need. It's been too long that they've been telling, you know, people have been telling these ladies, you need to do this and you need to. I was a comforter, you know. When I needed comfort, mm-hmm. I went to God. I opened my Bible. I read my scripture, you know, and I chose uh, six specific scriptures out of the word, and I lived by them day and night. Even though I was reading the, you know, other, reading the Bible, these are the scriptures that I lived by. I had a lot of doors closed in my face. You know, I would go out and do what it was that I was striving to do, even though I really didn't have too much of a background in it. I would go to, when I was in the welfare program, I would speak to the ladies on welfare as well, you know, and I would let them know, listen, I'm not going to be here. You know, if you really want to change in life, you know, you have to create it because these people are not going to give it to you. You're living on scraps. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And that's what I did for myself. I worked two jobs at times. You know, it, it was a um, tedious journey, but it was not impossible. You know, I read self-help right. books. I've done that. You know, I'm like, well, I'm not getting anything from this really. Let me just go ahead and do my thing. And I would wake up mm-hmm. at night out of my sleep. I kept a pad and paper on the side of my bed, and I wrote, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like these programs, some of them were coming to me in my dreams, you know. You got to eat, sleep, and walk your dream. You have to do that, you know, and that's what I did, and this is what I teach my ladies. The exact same right. way I did it, that's the way you all can do it too. You know, I would suggest this is how you do it too. You know, I stayed on point with my little people in the school. They've been on honor roll, high honor roll, you know. They don't get in trouble, you know. It's just, you know, it's just about living your passion. What is it that you want to do, you know? So th- those are some of the things that I can do. I can go on forever, but those are some of the yeah, things that you, I did. Yeah, so it sounds like you were writing it as you were doing it. It was like, okay, I did this, yep. and I'm jotting it down yep. so I could see that. So I – Help us get into the mind of someone who feels like they can't. I don't make enough. Johnette, I don't have enough money. You know I'm on welfare. I don't have any extra. I am living on scraps. I got you. So I understand. You understand my situation. I don't have it to give. I'm I'm down and out, and I don't see a come up. But I hear you talking, and you saying mm-hmm. that this program is going to help me or, you know, changing a couple of things or putting some money back, but I don't have it to give. What do you say when they say that to you? You know what, Um, I'm going to say this first. It's unfortunate that a lot of states don't have resources for these ladies when they come home. A lot of states, Mm -hmm. they don't have the money. They don't have the funding. However, um, there are a lot of states, like Pennsylvania, one who does the recovery. Pennsylvania has been deemed the recovery state. You can recover from anything here, you know, and in my case, incarceration. There are programs out there like, say, for instance, if you want to, one of the things that I strive to tell my ladies is um, you're not going to get it from no job, the type of life that you want to live. You're just not going to get it. It's a means to an end, and that's what's up. However, if you really want to do that, there's places out there that can help you form uh, your own business. What do you do that's better than any, you think you do better than anybody else? One of the main things I strive mm-hmm. to do is to make them business owners, help them to become entrepreneurs, and each and every one of them can do it. You know, and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's hard, but you have to relocate. You know, some ladies have to get out of the uh, community that they're in because they done did so much, you know. So I let them know, um, 
you know, you can definitely do this if you um, really want to do it. However, you have to want to do it because can't nobody give it to you. You know, nobody can give it to you. It has to be you. So I, one of the things that I have them do at first, um, I really have them to start journaling, you know. It may sound funny mm-hmm. to some, but once you start writing, you know, and as the days go on, you know, uh, Catherine, you were just doing it yourself, uh, the gratitude, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. What am I grateful yeah. for, you know. And, um, you know, I tell them, don't don't give up. Don't you ever give up. Your successes are much closer than you realize. You don't always yeah. have to have money. This is where a lot of people mess up. One of the things you have to do is start with yourself first. Look deep within. Do an honest assessment mm-hmm. of who you are and what you want to do in life. Assess who will mm-hmm. be beneficial to you, you know, to your growth, you know, who you need to let go. You know, then reach out for help. Reaching out for help does not make you appear weak. It shows forth your strength. You know, and once mm. you reach out like that, people will start to reach back out to you to help. However, if you want it, you definitely got to get it. I tell them, get it, get it, get it yourself, because nobody else is going to do this for you. You know, and yes, yeah, and they're not going to make up the mind. They're not going to make up your mind for you, but they will support you in that. So I want, because I know, because I know this is a huge program in itself, and we're trying to cram it into a few minutes here in an interview. Um, definitely being grateful. I love that you said it does not take money to get started because if you can provide a service, somebody can pay you and you've generated money. So you are a walking ATM machine. I love that. Um, people will help you. you got to ask for help. But uh, clarify where we're asking for help because I know they won't do it for me. i got to get it started. But you told me to ask for help. So clarify that a little bit for me. Okay. When I say ask for help, I mean I don't mean family members like that. But if you have – positive family members and they have been successful in what they're doing, those are the ones that you go to and you go to them with a sincere heart. Also too, um, when you go for help, go to your uh, places of worship, your pastors. Those are awesome uh, support systems, people in the church, you know, but no one understands you have to really discern who you are dealing with. You know, you want welfare, start going to the people in the program, you know, start there and say, listen, this is what I really need. I really want to do this because they're so mm-hmm. used to women saying, oh, I want to do this. And the next thing you know, they done turned, they, they went left, way out left field, yeah. and they don't want the help. You know what I mean? And um, when yeah. it comes to me here, I put my stuff up there. You know, start attending all women groups. You can get that. And there are uh, some groups that, you know, they're just support, you know, just for women just to go and talk, you know, and mm-hmm. You know, you decide which works best for you. When it comes to me with my program, I offer the presentation. And I ask the ladies, you know, um, it's a, a $20 investment. You know, of course, my is different for organizations and programs and all right, that, right. that other stuff, you know, but $20. Oh, I don't have $20. And, you know, I've had ladies tell me that well, your nails is done. Your hair is done. That hair is oh. not cheap. <laughs> you know, if you can do that, then you can afford $20 to get you some life-saving information. Information, you know, I provide them with vision boards, there journals. I provide uh-huh. them with everything that they need to start out with. I give them my manual. You, you know, all of this stuff for free, you know, which I charge another spot to do a workshop like this. It's going to run $800, um, excuse me, $1,800 base fee. You know, you're getting all this for 20 and I do follow-ups. I don't just leave them hanging. And also, too, and I have to say, I do 
pick and choose who uh, I I uh, choose to do more follow-ups with or have right. them come back and work with me to help other ladies, you know, um, right. just helping out at the benefits and stuff. Because if you show me signs that you, you playing around and I approach you on it, I'm no nonsense, Catherine. I really am because I'm not playing with you. I done lost too much. I done been through too much to be playing with you right now, and I'm trying to help you get yours, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how mm-hmm. I am. And a lot of ladies, this is why they come to me, you know. I have them call, leave me their information, and I get back to them. I have worked with ladies. I've helped them start their business, and they're doing good. Two of them are doing mm-hmm. a whole lot better than me, <laughs> you know. But this is <laughs> what I love. <laughs> yeah, they definitely doing, they're definitely doing their things, and I'm really excited about it. The main thing mm-hmm. that um, helps me in this situ- situation to help other ladies is that I've been there, I've done that, I've traveled in some deep valleys, and I've come out, you know, and I bust my behind uh, <laughs> to, um, you know, to develop the programs that I have for them. You know, um, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's different stages of it. But those ladies who are determined that they want to come out of certain situations, they are coming out and they are doing their thing. And I and I and I approach them. I'm always no nonsense. Mm-hmm. For so long, people are enablers. Families, friends, they sugarcoat their stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't do it. You know what I mean? Because of course, it's it's not helping them. It's not helping them. It's, you know. It's not. It's not. And and you know when you when you said that you got your your nails done, you got your, you know it, it kind of made me jerk my neck back even while listening to it. But it's the truth. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you know, and you point those things out, you know. But I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't want to step on that. But you want me to help you, but you're telling me mm-hmm. what you can't do. But you, you can, you can, you can make this happen. This is going to improve your life down the road. And you can always get your nails done. You can always get your feet done. You can always get your hair done with no worries, mm-hmm. without having to not do something in order to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. But I was like, she keeping it real. <laughs> well, you have you to can because that. it is real. Yep. It's definitely real. Mhm. I was you know like, there it is. Like, what? What? Is, there's no more excuses. That's it. No, there That's are it. no excuses. And um, certain parts of my uh, program works. Uh, it speaks about excuses and how to check yourself when you form in one. <laughs> you know, it's so check yourself I, I, when you. In, in yeah. my head, I'm putting one together and how to check myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do. You really have to check Catherine, yourself. don't you say that. And yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's all about them. You know, it's the, it, I make uh-huh. it. It's all about them. This is for them. You know, the program is crafted to equip women with the skills they need, you know, in order to develop a positive mindset, you know, um, positive character qualities, you know, the and, and um, you know, that will enable them to deal with life's inevitable difficulties more efficiently. Because we're going to come with, you know, problems is going to come. Adversities is going to come, you know, left and right. However, I don't believe in barriers. A lot of reentry programs, mm-hmm. oh, the barriers to this, the barriers to that. You're creating a barrier in the people's minds that you're standing in front of. You put this material in front of them, barriers, you know, how to get over barriers. There's no barriers. If you right. want to do it, you want to do it. I don't work with barriers, you know. I went from, you know, incarceration to entrepreneurship. You know, and I want to keep going, and I'm going to keep going and going and going, you know. Mm-hmm. And as many ladies that I can bring with me, that's what I'm going to do. As women, you know, we learn better from women. We don't learn. We can learn some things from men, 
but we learn better from women. A man can't teach a woman how to be a woman, you know. Only a woman can right. do that, you know. Right. And it's the same thing with a man, with the, with the boys, he, uh, with the other men. He can't, absolutely. He can't teach. So that's how and, that is. So I'm going to do right with that. Yeah, so I'm going to do whatever I, I can possibly do. You know, I'm in the process of, you know, I have a home study program that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not limited to Pennsylvania. You know, I travel all over to speak. Um, I don't know about getting on the plane to go overseas yet. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You can, because you can, you can do that, too. You can, any of, you can do any of that. You can do whatever. You just said it. You can do it. So if if that call comes, you you need to take that. But we have not shared with the audience how to get in touch with you outside of this. You help women and you help young people. So give them the information how they can get in touch with you outside of this needs to be said. Okay. We have an awesome website uh, that's going to be launched um, very soon. Uh, It's in the process. It's in the making. It's johnnetyoung.com. But until then, um, I can be reached at 888 Two five two nine nine zero three. Again, it's eight 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 two five two nine nine zero three. If you're local, four one two seven nine nine three four five one, or Johnette Young at ymail dot com. J O H N N E T T E Y O U N G at ymail. The letter wise dot com. All right. Now, before we wrap up, I want you to have any last words of encouragement. However you want to close the interview, let me know. Go ahead and do that now. Okay. Um, I just want to say that, um, wow, put God first. Put God first. Keep him first. He is the primary source. He will be the primary source of your motivation, your inspiration, your love, your peace, your joy, just because you were incarcerated is not the end of the world because you are destined to do great things. I don't care if right now if you're listening to this and you're sitting in a in a room, you've just been battered and abused or you're getting high or you was drunk, you know, you're, you know, you're an alcoholic. It doesn't matter whether you're the uh, someone that's just sitting home and just taking care of the kids and just going about the day the same way every day. It's repetitive. You have greatness within you. You can live life completely unlimited, unlimited, and unapologetically. You can do this. Set your mind that I'm going to do this. All the negative self-talk, nah, nah, get out of here. You know, I'm going to do this. You can do this. And reach out to those around you who have been there, done that. You have it within you to do, to live life. Unlimited growth, unlimited joy, unlimited you. That's you all the way. You can do that. Pick the phone up and give me a call. 888-252-9903. I don't care what state you're in. I'm here for you. All right. Sounds good. Hold on, Jeanette, okay? Mm-hmm. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. 
jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, you want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week.
that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for, to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. You die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.